0: Father, we come to your throne of grace to receive a word from you. Through your chosen vessel, Pastor Walker. He's the angel of your house. When you've chosen, you anointed him. You've given him the charge. Father God set him on fire today and bring your word today, Father God, like never before. Let it be from this day forward like never before. Unprecedented. Father God, bless him. You. Have your army, your angels gather around you as he brings your word today with all fearlessness, with all reverence, with all glory to you so that your people call by your name will be fed, and encouraged, and edified. In the name of Jesus. I I Amen. Praise the Lord, people.
1: about how every morning we wake up our right minds and reasonable health yes, yes. how our children go to school and back yes. unharmed yes. when we think about the food that's on our table and the shelter over our heads when we also think about there's people that are sleeping on cardboards we can't help but to give God the glory. I don't know about you, but I don't take God lightly. I always want to be in a state of holiness. Who is somebody that. I always want to be in a state of holiness because I realize if it had not been for God, if it had not been for God, where would we be? Now we have to understand that, that we ought to give God all the praise that we can must. You ought to be ashamed to give God some yeah. praise yeah. because God has been good to you. Yeah. Every day we look around and see the news where things happen all the time and we can't take God for granted. Come on. And so I've come to praise God today. I don't have to even say a sermon today because God is worthy to be praised. I can stand in this pulpit for the next hour of and give God the praise. And that's how good God has been to me. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm just not ashamed. I left that long time ago. I'm, I'm worthy to give God. Whether you like it or don't like it, God has been good to me. And I want you to give God a hand clap of praise. I want you to stand on your feet and say hallelujah to God. I want
0: you to raise your hand
1: and give God some praise today. Because he
0: worthy be praise. You are to clap your hands. You are to stop your feet. You ought to shout hallelujah. You ought to pray. Thank you ought to pray. Thank because God has resisted us. Hallelujah, Jesus Give God the praise today. Give them a
1: day for His praying. So you don't know what you'll be here tomorrow. But today, today, we are worthy of God to pray. Because he is worthy of all praise. I say hallelujah to Glory to God.
0: Glory to God in the heart. Glory to God. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. but God has been good to you.
1: God's going to put you on the sick bed at one time or another in your life. When your time when you couldn't you take your mortgage, God made sure it was done. Yeah. The when there was time where you didn't think you were going to make it, but God showed up. God always shows up. He always shows up. I want to say this before I play my song today. Praise the Lord. There was this man who was sick sick to death. He called his family around him and he called the preacher around him but then he got to a point where he couldn't even speak. Death was closing in on him. They all gathered around him for final rites. And he asked and he motioned for a piece of paper and a pencil. Because he wanted to leave them with something. And he wrote these words down. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting light. Right. And underneath that he wrote, Nothing has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing has changed. What he was saying was the same God that was with me when I was alive yes. is the same God who was with me when transition and he will be the same God is with me when I land on the other side. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing has changed. Nothing's changed when you're sick or nothing's changed when you're well. He's the same God. He hasn't gone anywhere. And so I leave this with you today. Nothing has changed in our God. Because our God is an awesome God. Our God is a great God. Our God is a great God. Nothing has changed. Oh, praise the Lord, Thank God! a good day. Today is a good day. Every day is a good day. Amen, somebody. Every day is a good day. Uh, my wife and I, we called our oldest grandchild this morning. Today's her birthday. She's 14 years old today. I remember what I carried, I, I could carry her one hand when she was born. 14 years today. I thank God for allowing me to see her grow to this point in her life. May she have many more. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to get into the sermon today since we have a meeting. Uh, If you will remember last Sunday's sermon, we took a look at John chapter 8, verse 12. One verse. We used our sermon title. Understanding the light. Understanding the light. In today's title, we are going to use the same title, except we're going to replace one word. Amen. But before I give you that word, let me say this. In Proverbs chapter 6, Verses 6 through 19. The writer lists seven things that the Lord hates and cannot tolerate. Now two of those things have to do with lies. Two of the seven have to do with lies. And it seems the reason then is that God is the ultimate truth God is the ultimate truth somebody say that with me God is the ultimate truth you see we suffer as a people as a nation as a world by depending on so-called truths. We depend sometimes on so-called truths. For instance, we look at the so-called truth of the American dream. (laughs) To have a beautiful home and Two-car garage, a six-figure income, and kids that are going on in the college. There's nothing wrong with this, and if one can accomplish these things, then God bless them. But it is not true that those who have not accomplished these things are failures. Let me say that again. It is not true that those who have not accomplished these things are failures or failures in life, I should say. It is not true that wearing certain shoes or clothes will make you somebody. It's not true that the louder we talk and the more knowledge we seem to have and draw our attention to ourselves will make us important in the eyes of others. That's simply not true. It's not true that if we look at a we look a certain way or try to copy after sports stars and movie stars and people will like us more. That's simply not true. It's not true that if we lose a boyfriend or a girlfriend that it's the end of the world or our lives. That's not true. Yeah. All these things are simply not true. For all these things are what we call so-called human truths. Right. Stay with me on we'll here for a moment. But there is an ultimate truth. So, I want to speak to you today of this ultimate truth, using as my title, replacing last Sunday's sermon title word, light, with the word truth. Understanding the truth. Understanding the truth. A text is coming from. Gospel of John chapter 8 verses 13 through 18 and there are two things we want to look at today in this brief time that I will share with you. Verse 13 we'll look at the so-called human truth and the verses 14 through 18 we will look at how Jesus, how Jesus confronts human truth and goes beyond it into ultimate truth. I'm going to ask Minister Hadaway if he'll come and read the text at this time. And as he's coming, I would ask that you would turn off all your cell phones or whatever else you have that will distract you because I really want us to get this today. the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts today. Amen. 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 Minister Howard, would you please?
0: Once again, that is the Gospel of John, chapter 8, beginning at verse 13. And when you have it, please stand. For the reading of God's word. Looks like everyone has it. I'll begin reading. The Pharisees said to him, Now you are testifying on your own behalf. What you say proves nothing. No, Jesus answered, even though I do testify on my own behalf, what I say is true, because I know where I came from and know where I I know where I came from and where I am going. You do not know where I came from or where I am going. You make judgments in a purely human way. I pass judgment on no one, but if I were to do so, my judgment would be true, because I am not alone in this. The Father who sent me is with me. It is written in your law that when two witnesses agree, what they say is true. I testify on my own behalf. And the Father who sent me also testifies on my behalf. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord. Father, we stand before you today, Father. We ask, O God, that you would speak to our hearts. Help us understand the truth. Not as mankind sees it, but as you see it. Help us, O oh God, as we search your scriptures today. I ask, O oh God, that your spirit would go before me, that you would open up hearts and minds in this sanctuary today, and that you would feed them with Thus says the Lord. I ask, O oh God, that, we, that you would use me, O oh God. I ask, O oh God, not only what you have given me in the sermon today, but I ask that you would give it to me now Father. Let we say nothing that does not come from you. It is in the blessed name of Jesus that we say thank you. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: I would ask that you all pray for me as I work my way through this text today and that I would do with clarity and wisdom from our high. One of the greatest questions of the Bible was not asked by a follower of Jesus nor was it asked by a Pharisee nor a Sadducee nor any Biblical scholar whoever else was born that day but it was asked by Pontius Pilate the governor of Judea, a Roman who sentenced Jesus to death. In the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 37 through 38, you will find these words. So Pilate asked Jesus, asked him, which is Jesus, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. I was born and came to the world for this one read, one purpose to speak about the truth. Whoever belongs to the truth listens to me. And Paul asked them this question. And what is truth? What is truth? Those of you who are familiar with that text, you know that Jesus never even answered him. He never even answered him. But we do know that Pilate's wife, in Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 6, and I'm summarizing this, had told Pilate, before Jesus came, have nothing to do with the Holy man, mm. For I had a dream last night. more than a husband knew. What is truth? That question could be asked today right here. It could be asked today. What is truth? So many people think they know what truth is. They go out on a limb and say, well, I know this is truth and that is truth. But what is truth? What is it today? I hope today that God will Allow us to understand what truth it is today. Today, Jesus is going to answer that question for us that Pilate never got a chance to hear. By the way, tradition has it that so many years later that this same Pilate who was asked that question committed suicide. What is truth? But first, before we can get to that, we have to look at the so-called human truth, which we are used to. Amen, somebody. (laughs) Oh, Praise the Lord. We are so familiar with that in our world today, from the very beginning of man, of human truth. Now as we know in verse 12. Jesus has made a bold statement. Which was our text for last Sunday. And I'm just paraphrasing it for today's Sort of. Because what he said. Well I'll go ahead and say it. In verse 12 he said. Jesus spoke to the Pharisees again. And he says. I am the light of the world. And not only did he say that, but he followed that up with this here. Whoever follows me will have the light of life and will never walk in darkness. That's what Jesus said. Because we know we believe everything that Jesus says. Yes. Now the Pharisees are kind of answering him in verse 13 because they're upset about this here. And so they said, now you are testifying on your own behalf. What you say proves nothing. Mm -hmm. Now the reason why I call this so-called human truth is because the Pharisees never considered the source. They never considered the source where these words came from. That Jesus was speaking. We get in trouble all the time because we never consider the source of who said that. Yes, yes. Come on somebody. Yes. Who said that? It's like a dentist telling you what's wrong with your car. <laughs> or a doctor giving you some financial experience on something. In other words, you ought to stay in your own lane. (laughs) They never considered the source where these words came from. We can tell sometimes, but not all the time, whether something is true or not when we consider the source. Now the Pharisees were basically telling Jesus what you are saying is not true, and they were going by the Mosaic law and Deuteronomy 19.15, in which the two witnesses are to bring the truth, but Jesus was here by himself, (laughs) and they didn't realize that before them was the God of the universe. Their mistake was, their mistake was, they did not find out about the source, who was standing right in front of them. Now I say that to to, to say this, a lot of times we get in trouble because we hear second hand, third hand, fourth hand, fifth hand, sixth hand information. Stuff that has started out, might have started out, right? But by the time it gets to us, it's all out of whack. And we take it for truth. Of course, as far as I'm concerned, there's only one truth, and that's God. And so it is today. People take half-truths and consider them to be the truth. They do not consider the source where the so-called truth comes from people get upset all the time over lies and half-truths told about them. But if they would just consider the source and know in their heart that what is said about them is not true, then they would not let it bother them. Come on, if somebody can talk all day long. You can tell me all day long who I am and what I am. But if I know who I am and whose I am, what you say does not What bothers me is what God says about me. That's what bothers me. It'll let this thing in. There's so many times we let we let people set our thermometer all the time. Nobody should set our thermostat. Only God sets our thermostat. You cannot make my day or you cannot break my day. Only God can do that. Yes. You've not had me going all day long upset because what somebody said and take all my energy away from giving God the praise and glorifying and magnifying and reading the scriptures because of what somebody says. I won't allow that to happen. You see, once we know who we are and what our source is, Jesus. What people say should not bother us. It is all about the source. Consider the source. Jesus tells us these words here with his disciples. He was with his disciples and he gave them a lesson. It's also a lesson for us in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 17. And by the way, you ought to write these scriptures down so when you get home you can study them. Amen. Praise the Lord. He says these things. The text tells us that Jesus went to the territory near the town of Caesarea Philippi where his, he asked his disciples, who do the people say the Son of Man is? And they come back saying, some say John the Baptist, they answer, others say Elijah, while well, others say Jeremiah or some other prophet. And you notice that Jesus he didn't even question them about what the people were saying about him. But what he did was this here, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Of course, Simon Peter breaks up and breaks out. He says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, good for you, Simon, son of John. For this truth did not come to you from any human being. Come on. For this truth did not come to you from any human being. I want to emphasize that. But it was given to you directly by my Father who is in heaven. You see, you cannot call Jesus Lord unless God's spirit is within you. You can't say Jesus is my Lord and Savior unless the spirit of God is within you. Or you can throw words out but I'm saying really say it and believe it and mean it. Have meaning in your life unless the spirit of God plants it in your soul. half-truths, so-called truths. Our young people and people in general are dying spiritually and physically and ruining their lives because of so-called half-truths and so-called truth not considering the source. They get in fights over what people say about them because they're not considering the source of where it comes from. Politicians are saying one thing behind closed doors and another thing in front of cameras because of the wrong sources. Our bluescasters are giving us a heavy dose of daily bluescasts all day long, what they call reliable sources. are trying to imitate sports stars, rap stars, movie stars, music stars, and making them their role models, not realizing the so-called truth that just because they are trying to imitate somebody doesn't mean they are going to be that somebody one day. So our world seems to be been out of control because of these so-called truths and half-truths and unreliable sources. And so we asked the same question that Pilate asked and he did not get an answer to which is, what is truth? What is truth? I want to know, what is truth? And thank God, Jesus is going to answer the Pharisees along with us in our text for the day. I just want to pause a minute to give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise. In verses 14 and 18. I want to take my time with this. Of our text for the day, Jesus confronts human truth and goes beyond it into ultimate truth and answering the question what is truth? Now, remember the Pharisees in verse 13 tells Jesus. You are testifying on your own behalf. What you say proves nothing. They're saying that Jesus' words don't mean anything. And so it is with our world today that Jesus, not only does Jesus not mean anything to them, but what he says means nothing, does not mean anything to him. To them rather. Now here in the following verses he gives the Pharisees and us a lesson on truth not on human truths but on the ultimate truth and Jesus tells the Pharisees and it could be telling us at the same time he says no look at that word no Even though I do testify on my own behalf, what I say is true, see that, watch this. Because I know where I came from and where I am going. You do not know where I came from or where I am going. You make judgments in a purely human way. I pass judgment on no one. But if I were to do so, my judgment would be true because I am not alone in this. The Father who sent me is with me. It is written, in your law that when two witnesses agree that what they say is true I testify on my own behalf and the father who sent me also testifies on my behalf. In other words, there's your two witnesses. Jesus and his father. Now the reason why this is the ultimate truth, the truth, because Jesus tells the Pharisees and they still didn't get it. You don't know where I came from or where I am going. In other words, you've never been to heaven. You have never stood beside my Father and had a conversation with Him. All these things that you are doing that you say down here don't have... There's nothing but half truth. The real truth is in my Father, who is God. I am the ultimate truth. Jesus is describing here the ultimate truth. The Pharisees were saying, basically, you are only one person. What you say doesn't carry any weight at all with us. And to a greater extent, the world is saying, just because you say who you—that's because you say you are who you are—that doesn't make it true. First, Jesus tells him, "I am not of this world." What Jesus means is, my credentials prove that I am not from this world. I'm just not some rabbi from. Uh, uh, from the Galilee coming down here trying to upset you. I'm just not somebody that just happens to wander in here uh, spewing from the mouth and wanting to be somebody. I'm not that person. You better consider the source of who I am. My credentials prove who I am. Do you know anyone from this world who can make the blind see and the lame walk or heal those with leprosy? Do you know anyone from this world who can tell the wind and the waves to be sealed and they obey his will? Do you know anyone from this world who can walk on water? Do you know anyone from this world who can raise the dead? I am not of this world so what I say is that ultimate truth. It is reliable, and you can trust on it. Amen. Amen. These are my credentials. I don't know about you, but I have yet to see anybody in this world in you know, all the years I've been living here make the sun come up. I have never seen anybody make it rain by point and say, rain, rain. I have never seen anybody who can make the grass grow and the leaves come on the tree just by speaking. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but I believe I'm right. Not only did Jesus leave his credentials, he could have left them and not even wrote about them, but we have his credentials right here as a witness that what he says is true. Oof. And so I say, well, for the life of me, I can't understand why they don't understand the real truth, who is Jesus. And Jesus also tells them, again in our paraphrase, you judge in a human way with half-truth, with half-truth, and so-called truth. If you remember in John 8, and 11, we talked about the lady who got uh, caught in adultery, and they brought her before Jesus and the whole town trying to make her look bad. Amen, somebody. You remember that. Jesus never condemned her. Never come down to earth.
0: He just said go and sin no more. Amen. Which
1: ties in with John 3.17. Oh, God did not send his son in the world to be its judge. But to be his savior. Yes. Yes. Yet we're judged all day long by people. All day long. We don't wear the right thing. We don't talk the right way. We don't drive the right thing. We don't have the right shoes on. We don't have the right boyfriend or the right girlfriend. Or we don't have DD behind our name. We don't have this. We don't have that. We don't have this hogwash. wash. Right. Yeah. only thing we need is a certificate from Jesus saying you're one of mine. with you. That's all, Do you think for one moment that when we leave this world and go there, that God cares what we accumulated here? Do you think he cares what we wear or what we drive or what, what kind of homes we live in or what kind of degrees? Do you think that that will get us into heaven? As Jesus said, no. Faithful. Won't. You've got to have a certificate from this son Jesus. maybe you can take and give it to somebody else. So he says, what I say is the ultimate truth. Then again, Jesus addresses the Pharisees where he says, it is written in your law <laughs> that when two witnesses agree, what they say is true. I testify on my own behalf and the Father who sent me also testifies on my behalf. <laughs> These last words of Jesus in our text the father who sent me also testifies on my behalf
0: oh, yes.
1: tells us without a doubt that the words of Jesus and Jesus himself are the ultimate truths I hear some of the world passing and well and I, I, I hear that maybe not here but other places that's what you say but again, I want to break it down so there'll be no no uh, misunderstanding at all. I'm gonna take my time here. It says, "Let let us consider the words of God Himself." Yeah. <laughs> if you can't take anybody else's word, you can take God's word. Yeah, God is the truth. And ultimate of all things he is our creator he's creator of all things and he is the wisdom and truth above all so called human truths. and and is the source of all truth these are the words he says about his son Jesus in the gospel of Matthew chapter 17 Verse 5, Jesus is talking to his disciples, Peter, James, and John. They're on the Mount of Transfiguration. While Jesus went up there with Peter, James, and John, something come over, Jesus. He started to shine as bright as a noonday sun. And I suppose that James and John and Peter didn't know what to do because they knew him when he was down below when they were talking to him. But now Jesus is shining. His clothes are shining. He's shining. Jesus is allowing his glory to come through. Oh, somebody come help on. me here. Somebody help me here. Oh, by the way, this same glory that we're going to get a chance to see, just like James and John and Peter.
0: But that's not all. That's not all. That's not all.
1: But the text tell us while Jesus was talking, a shining cloud came over there.
0: Ooh,
1: somebody help me here.
0: Somebody pray
1: for me. here! Oh, my goodness. And, and, and this shining cloud came over there. And, and a voice from this cloud this voice from this cloud, it couldn't be anybody else but God himself. God says, This is my own dear son. With whom was this? I am pleased. God says, this is my son with whom I am pleased. And then he says two words. Listen to him. Listen.
0: Come on. Listen to him. Don't listen to
1: the pastor or the choir or, or those who are part of the church, but listen to him. Listen to Jesus, listen to my son. That's what God says. He didn't say listen to ABC, NBC, CNN. He said listen to him. Listen to my son. All that other stuff is going to go away.
0: All of it is going to go
1: away. It's going to be gone. The only way you will get to see me is through him. God say that, listen to him. God could have said, listen to the scriptures, read the scriptures, and listen to the scriptures and all that, which
0: is good. But God said, listen to him.
1: Listen to Jesus. That's why Jesus can make statements like, I am the light of the world. That's why Jesus say, the winds and the waves obey his will. Because yes, yes. he is in complete control with the Father. And the Father has given him total, total authority. Yes. And just before I close, I want to break this down just a little bit more. Oh, somebody have me. Somebody pray me! there, you know. The very words that comes from Jesus' mouth are life-giving and life-saving words and they are the ultimate truths. Now watch this here. When we fall on our knees and give our life to Jesus, the Father sends the Holy Spirit who comes in to our souls and from that point on we are connected watch this we are connected with Jesus so when Jesus moves we move yes. when he says something goes down to our soul so when when the father sees his son he also sees those who are connected with his son and so i tell you today that god has given all those who are connected with Jesus or we should say the church and I mean the church, not the church the church, I mean the, the remnant of the church and I'm not talking about those who just come to church and come to church and blah blah, I'm talking about those who want a relationship with the Lord, those who really want a relationship with the Lord, God takes that remnant of the church and he lifts it up and he said, these are my people these are my people, and although we might get sick sometime, although we may have problems sometime, God says these are my people, and if they're going through something, I know what they're going through, and I'm only going to allow them to go through so long, and after so long, I'm coming to get them. I'm going to come get them. I'm going to release them. I'm going to break the chains that are through them. I'm going to break the chains because friends because they listened to my son. Not only did they listen to my son, they have connected with my son. And I had given them authority. Yeah. I have given them authority to use the name of my son Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give glory to God. We are to thank God. Thank Him. Thank Him for Jesus, who is our Lord and who is our Savior, who has given us a And so I say to you, one word I say to you today. One word I say, and it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus. That's all that matters. It's Jesus.